Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the 45th President of the United States of America, Donald J. Trump. Thank you very much. Thank you. This is a spiritual warfare. And as I continue to fight here on earth, she will begin to fight in spirit because we have a country to save. Diamond, I love you. I miss you, but I know you're here with me in spirit at all times. God bless you and God bless the United States of America. Welcome to Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on the notifications bell so you don't miss out on real news. Last weekend, at the beginning of this Biden classified document scandal, Joe Biden went home to Wilmington, essentially the scene of a crime. No problem, right? Mar-a-Lago gets raided. President Trump, who was a president and had all rights to declassify documents, he gets Mar-a-Lago raided. Where they remember they turn off the they, they turn off the, they turn off the cameras and they kicked everybody out. But Joe Biden was able to go back to the scene of the crime and his garage last weekend. Nothing to see here. There's no two tier. There's no two standards of justice in America. This weekend, though, it seems like maybe they thought a second time about doing that. So what I'm showing you here is Biden escaping to his Rehoboth Beach house. And he had several aides with him. He escaped last night for yet another weekend vacation in Delaware. He refused to answer questions about his classified document scandal. But I think it's telling that uh, he didn't go to Wilmington. Let's see when's the next time he goes there. He ignored reporters as he crossed the South Lawn to Marine One. And this is now uh, Saturday, this weekend. Friday was his 291st day on vacation. Saturday is his 292nd day on vacation. And Sunday will be his 293rd day on vacation, depending on when you're watching this. And remember, it's barely two years since J20 2021 when Biden took office. 293 days, almost uh, getting close to a year of vacation in two years of a presidency. Now, he had in tune with him, according uh, in tow with him, according to Bloomberg, his aides Curtis Reed, Olivia Dalton, Mark Gustafson, Ashley Williams, Allison Raylis. Why am I mentioning these names? Because this may be one of the few times we actually have names of who is with Joe Biden during the weekend at one of his homes. Because there are no visitor logs, or so we were told by the social, the, uh, social Security <laughs> Secret Service, but now they're saying, well, we don't have logs of Joe Biden's home because it's a private residence and we don't keep logs of private residence, but we keep logs of people the 
president is going to come in contact with as part of our security protocol, but we can't tell you too much because of sources and methods, and we don't want to compromise our operations. But even though Joe Biden lives in a private residence, he is the president, and we need to keep tabs on who's coming and going. So it turns out that we actually do have visitor logs, and yes, Congress, we will give it to you. That's the conversation we heard from the Secret Service this week, where they went totally 180. We don't have it. Oh, we do have it, but it's called something else, and we will provide it to you. But we lied the first time, but we played against semantics, so we didn't really lie. Craziness. Absolute craziness. But that's how things are. Joe Biden is spending another weekend in his home state. Instead of staying at Wilmington, where classified documents were discovered more than one week ago, he is choosing his Rehoboth Beach residence. Because, of course, middle-class Joe on his 200 and... What was it? $250,000, a year vice president salary and less than that when he was a senator can afford to have two beautiful homes. Because, you know, he's middle-class Joe. He's not making money off of China or anything like that or Ukraine. That's fake news. That's totally fake news, folks. <laughs> you know what's this fake news? Is that John Kerry travels on private jets. I mean... He did just recently go and accept a an award for his work fighting against global warming and bringing awareness to climate change. Yet, he had this to say. Rebel News, great work. Is uh, Rebel News still run by Ezra Lamont? I haven't really checked in on uh, Rebel News since a lot of the people I like that were on Rebel News all of a sudden found themselves no longer in Rebel News, but this is a Rebel News reporter who perfectly timed their insertion into a retreating John Kerry in Davos during World Economic Forum and asked him this. And listen to John Kerry's response. And tell me if you believe it or not. Secretary Kerry, do you think that the high price of natural gas is actually a helpful thing to get uh, people to transition to a green economy? I don't know if this was his setup or not. I don't know who the first reporter is, uh, but he goes in there and he asks a question that John Kerry, you would think, would want to answer, right? But that was maybe just a distraction for this sabotage, this guerrilla journalism move i'd love to talk about it but i just can't do it on the run justify being here when you yourself take private jets can you answer that but you've taken a private jet before no but you've taken a private jet before to collect a climate climate change award you have done that i fly commercially exclusively i fly commercially he says exclusively well fox news really laid into Kerry and published an article in the summer of 2022 about the family's private jet emitting 300 metric ton, tons of carbon since Joe Biden took office and made him the climate czar. Uh, to put it into uh, perspective, Kerry's family uh, jet at Gulfstream had made a total of 48 trips lasting more than 60 hours and an estimated 715,886 pounds or 325 metric tons of carbon since Biden was sworn in. And because of the backlash, the first time that we can see any indication 
that uh, that John Kerry was actually uh, starting to fly commercial was November 2nd of 2022. <laughs> Interestingly enough, during the midterms in which he said that he would be taking a, uh, he would tra- he'd be traveling commercially to Egypt for the annual United Nations Climate Summit. That's when he announced it, November 2nd, which was a week after that. So we are in the middle of January. So can he really claim that he flies exclusively commercial when we only have record of two events that he's flown commercially to in the last, let's say, 60 days when prior to that, and maybe since then, we only know of these public events, as far as I can find, that he's actually doing this. So when you're in the public, you say one thing, but I wonder how many uh, private flights he's actually taken. Maybe not even on his own plane, but with others. Speaking of uh, planes, let's go from the air to the sea. Something very, very interesting is happening off the coast of Hawaii. The U.S. Coast Guard carefully monitoring this Russian ship prowling the waters off of the Hawaiian Islands. And not just any ship, a vessel the Coast Guard says is believed to be an intelligence gathering ship, a spy ship. Ships loitering in an area is abnormal. And with this one being a Russian vessel off one of our key naval harbors in the Pacific, that will be of concern to the naval leadership. Why Hawaii and why now, if this is true? Well, let's, a- let's answer the first question of why Hawaii. The, the answer, if you know anything about World War II history, should be obvious. Indeed, Joint Base Pearl Harbor is one of the Navy's busiest, with some of the most sophisticated and secret warships in its arsenal. They could be mapping some of our critical infrastructure that comes in and out of Hawaii, you know, fiber optic internet and communication cables, for example. Makes sense strategically, if this is true, why Russia would be spying in and around Hawaii. But why now? Well, if you caught my episode this morning with Lindsey Graham and the warmongers beating the war drum against Russia. Russia strategically is making a smart move here. Now, I'm not a fan of Russia or Putin, and I'm not a fan of Zelensky and Ukraine. By the way, folks, it's possible to not be a fan of either. Do not fall for this false dichotomy that you have to pick Russia or Ukraine's side. I... Don't trust Zelensky, and I don't trust Putin. But one of them is shadier than the other. I'll let you decide which one is which. But strategically, this makes sense when we have Lindsey Graham, when we have Blumenthal, we have people in and around the military-industrial complex in our own government, bloodthirsty and ready for war with Russia and waging a proxy war with Russia via Ukraine right now. So that kind of answers the why now or during this time. And I'm sure they've been doing these kind of shenanigans for a long time. We're just now seeing it. All right, let's talk about this AWOL Navy SEAL, kind of tying all these stories together. In the news today, AP News, Ex-SEAL dies in Ukraine, 
sixth known American killed in war. A former U.S. Navy SEAL who went AWOL, absent without leave, that's deserting your post for folks not, I think most people know what AWOL means, but just in case, was killed this week in Ukraine. American officials said Friday, they said he was not fighting in an official capacity. Hmm. Do we believe that? I don't know. Just find it interesting. The Navy said he deserted his post in San Diego in March 2019. We cannot speculate as to why the former sailor was in Ukraine. Remember, the Navy SEALs are part of the Navy, so they are sailors. Swift joined the Navy in 2005 and was assigned to a SEAL unit in 2007. He voluntarily left the service in 2014, but rejoined in 2015 and was assigned to a SEAL unit a year later. After he deserted, Naval Special Warfare Command stripped him of his SEAL qualification, essentially revoking the Trident SEAL's wear. Is it possible that perhaps he wasn't a sailor? And I don't know, folks, I'm just asking questions here, but was working in some other capacity for the CIA? Did he really go AWOL? I mean, I don't know. Maybe he did. But once again, I don't trust anything that comes out of an administration, a regime, and a uniparty in D.C. that is fighting a proxy war with Russia via Ukraine, it would be silly to think that we don't have operatives and soldiers on the ground. I haven't reported on this in a while, but we have reports from the foreign press, you don't see this, the American press, of presence of military, American military on the ground there, running things. Now, of course... The um, uh, American government, our government will tell us, oh, those are just contractors. But these people who are, many of these journalists are recent military in Europe. And they've said emphatically, no, these aren't contractors. These, These are Pentagon people actively on the ground. Is it possible or is it crazy to even think that this... Daniel W. Swift, a first-class petty officer who died of his wounds, according to uh, officials from the Navy, may have been an operative. I don't know, folks, but let's keep an eye on this type of reporting going forward. All right, let's get into the Trump news. CNN is reporting that President Trump yesterday withdrew his lawsuit seeking to block the New York Attorney General's office from accessing materials from his private trust. In a one-page notice filed with Judge Donald Middlebrooks, Trump's attorney, Timothy Weber, said he was voluntarily dismissing the lawsuit. No further reason was given. Now, if you recall, as we reported here last month, uh, Middlebrooks rejected Trump's effort to obtain a temporary injunction to block the very corrupt New York Attorney General, Letitia James, a Democrat partisan and operative from obtaining documents from the trust saying Trump had no substantial likelihood of success on the merits. A motion to dismiss the lawsuit was still pending. Okay. Now, of course, this comes, uh, this happened on Friday and I report on Thursday that Middle uh, Brooks had actually sanctioned Trump and others to the tune of almost a million dollars for even bringing the lawsuit against Hillary Clinton. So why did President Trump withdraw well, let's not forget, first of all, that the uh, the judge in the case, Middlebrooks, was appointed by Bill Clinton. 
That might be something. Uh, but also, President Trump is withdrawing to fight a battle on a front that's probably going to possibly, or at least has a more likelihood of bearing fruit. Look at what just happened to his 75-year-old former CFO who is now in Rikers Island for essentially not paying taxes on a company car and staying at a company apartment. Trump had this to say uh, yesterday on Truth Social. I can't get over the fact that a casualty of the greatest witch hunt of all time, Alan Weisselberg, my longtime employee and chief financial officer, is sitting in a prison cell in Rikers Island for a type of case that has never been brought before in the history of our country. He didn't pay taxes on the use of a company car. Does anyone? The use of a company apartment? Does anyone? Or the education of his grandchildren? Wow. Are these things really criminal or even a crime? Then he goes on to talk about what's going on in New York City and also gives us an idea of why he withdrew, most likely one of the reasons why he withdrew his lawsuit against Letitia James. Remember, we are talking about New York City as the crime and murder capital of the world, where no murder case has even been tried by the DA in six years, and yet they spend tens of millions of dollars, view 11 million pages of documents, years of investigation, and weeks in trial of the education of grandchildren, etc. etc. Such a thing has never happened before. He was offered a deal if he pled guilty to everything, 90 days or life in prison. Alan Weisselberg is a crime victim, and so am I. All right, let's uh, let's go ahead and heart that com- uh, comment. And yes, folks, as you can see, I am on Truth Social. By the way, follow me on social media. The links are down below. I am on Gab, Getter, Parler, Truth Social, and Locals. If you've come to this channel sometimes when a video just goes up and you think you're going to be first, but then you see there's dozens of comments. It's because often I will post links to my YouTube videos on social media for those that follow me on social media before I even make them, uh, I publish them or make them publicly viewable on YouTube. Because what happens is YouTube, whenever I put up a video, it goes through a very uh, a, a process to make sure that I'm following their guidelines and their monetization rules. Uh, and so I wait for that check to be done. Well, as of late, those checks could take anywhere from 20 minutes, like they say, to a few hours. So in the meantime, I will I often go and put those links on social media for those that follow me on social media to see the those episodes here on YouTube before they're publicly available while I'm waiting for the monetization and the reviews to go through on the back end. So, I don't know, another incentive perhaps to follow me on social media. And also, please don't forget uh, to like, share, and subscribe. I don't think I've officially started off this program. If you don't know my name, I am the Black Conservative Patriot, BCP, or you can call me by my given name, which is James. Don't forget that we have a second sister YouTube channel in which my daughter, BCP Juniorette, reports the news, no commentary. She just gives you the facts, just the facts, ma'am. 
She just gives you the facts on that show. And we have a off-platform show called BCP Unfiltered. You can join us over uh, on Locals, one of the social media platforms that I am most active on. You can catch me over there at therealbcp.com and join our community for free where you can see my posts. You can see exclusive and non-exclusive content. If you just want to get uh, a place where you can see all of the episodes of BCP Unfiltered and just get the video links and watch them in either an app uh, or on the computer or on your phone or whatever the case may be, then you may want to check out our show at bcpextras.com. It's the same show, but there's the two video for, uh, platforms you can go and watch it. You can also listen to us and this program at bcppodcast.com. Every single episode of this show, Open Source News, can now be caught. Uh, you can catch it on, on, on podcast format. You can go to bcppodcast.com. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and starting next week, we'll be on all major uh, podcast platforms. And you can also catch BCP Unfiltered on the same platform. So we have both shows on our podcast channel. Okay, folks, so that is what President Trump has been up to. So look, he knows that it's a witch hunt. Crimes do not matter. It's a witch hunt in New York. And his suing of... Letitia James is going to go nowhere, so he's just dropped it to fight a battle, to fight other battles where he can win, and he's not in the middle of a corrupt place like the Southern District of New York and everything that has to do with New York, where they are bloodthirsty for him, and he stands no chance, as can be seen by Weisselberg, who, uh, because he did what he did, is now currently... Uh, in prison for 90 days. Okay, folks, another thing that President Trump did today, Saturday, this weekend, is he attended the memorial service in North Carolina uh, for Diamond, who of the dynamic duo Diamond and Silk uh, passed away this past week. The world lost an angel and true friend, Lynette Diamond Hardaway. She was great. Former President Donald Trump will preside over the funeral of Diamond Hardaway of the Diamond and Silk conservative duo. Hardaway passed away on January 8th at the age of 51. She had been one of Trump's supporters alongside her sister, Hernitha Richardson. The funeral will take place on January 21st in Fayetteville, North Carolina. As The Independent noted, Trump to preside over memorial service for Diamond of loggers duo Diamond and Silk. Quote, they were with me from the beginning and they never wavered. So we're going to celebrate. And President Trump isn't joking. I went and researched this and the, what I found it was way, I mean, Diamond and Silk have been on the Trump train since before me. I jumped on the Trump train and I want to say March or April of 2016, I was going to vote for Trump. I want to make sure that he was really running this time, not dipping his toe in. And I went to go see him at one of his rallies that he did at the San Diego Convention Center. So I got out of work early. I took my uh, son, um, uh, BCP Jr., and we headed down there to see him. And I felt the sincerity of President Trump, and I was on the Trump train from that day forward. But I'm seeing here, it was way back in December 4th of 2015, a good four, five months before I jumped on the Trump train, that they had been pushing as vloggers their support of President Trump. And here is, let's flash back real quick, 
the first time Diamond and Silk met with President Trump. And this shows you how awesome President Trump is. This is how this went down. How great, how great are they? How great are they? I, I turn on my television one night and I see these two on television. I say, they are the greatest. What is it? They became an internet sensation. I hope you've uh, monetized it a little bit. Right? Because he's very patriotic. He yes. loves yes. this country. He loves America. Yes. And he loves yes. Americans. Please join us on Saturday, January 21st in Fayetteville, North Carolina. She loved that state and so do I. As we celebrate the life of Diamond. I want everybody to know yes. that we stand behind Donald J. Trump. Yes, we do, baby. <laughs> Diamond and Silk capitulated into the national spotlight during the 2016 presidential campaign and recently backed Trump's 2024 campaign bid in November. The pair were daughters of evangelical Christians and switched their party affiliation to Republicans during Trump's rise to power. Both made appearances at Trump rallies and Trump frequently shared their conservative punditry on his social media. Yes! We support Donald J. Trump! Yes! Silk. We love Silk. Her sister, she loved her sister so much, and they loved each other, and they really loved the world. They were with me from the beginning, and they never wavered. Yes! We support Donald J. Trump! Yes! And we endorse... We endorse Donald, Donald J. Trump! So we're going to celebrate. Silk will be there, but I'll be there, and... We're going to celebrate the life of Diamond. Trump announced Hardaway's death earlier this month, dubbing her Magnificent Diamond. And to conclude, let me just play you some excerpts of my watching the live broadcast, uh, thanks to Right Side Broadcasting. But I got to tell this, and I, I pray and hope that it is okay with President Trump, because he does things and it, it don't get out in public. And now that I have the world attention, I have to say this. So, Mr. President, please don't get mad at me. But I got to say it. When, I, when this man called me and we talked about it, and he said, when, he, when I told him that Diamond had passed, he said, oh, he was heartbroken. He said, okay, we're going to have a nice gathering for her, a nice funeral. And I said, oh, no, we don't, we don't have a body. We, we, we follow her wish, wishes, and we cremated her. He said, okay. He said, I want you. I want you to do whatever you want. I want you to have the best of whatever you want, and whatever you want, Diamond will have. 
and I don't want you to worry about paying for nothing. That's what this man did from my sister. He didn't waver. He didn't think about it. He said, you know what? I got to be there. So as you can see, I was watching this on YouTube and I paused it and I went back to work on this video and then I would check in uh, on the live of this. And I was recording this when President Trump was making his comments. I caught the first part of it. When I went back in uh, to screen record it to play it for you guys, I thought it was very gracious what Silk was saying about President Trump. They The feed got cut <laughs> because, of course, when President Trump speaks and he did say certain things that this platform doesn't like us to say or to even play President Trump when he makes certain claims. So that's why the feed stopped. Uh, we'll pick it up again. I, I just wanted you to see, you can feel the heartfelt uh, relationship between Diamond, Silk, Diamond and Silk and their family with President Trump. So I was like, oh yeah, right side broadcasting, let's catch him on Rumble. Let me play this, this part for you in conclusion of this episode. Diamond would have wanted me to do it. This man get a bad rap. And see, what you all fail to realize is that he does a lot of things behind the scene. When that tragic incident happened to Jennifer Hudson, the singer Jennifer Hudson, it was Donald J. Trump that helped her and took her in. And a lot of people don't know that. When a homeless black woman was in one of his hotel rooms uh, 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 living there illegally, and they went back and told the boss, President Trump, you know what he did? He told them to let her stay there rent-free and make sure she has flowers, every fresh flowers every single day. That's what this man, this man, that y'all want to call a racist did. It's always powerful when public figures, what they do behind the scenes is exposed, explained, revealed, shown, talked about, etc. Think about all the island adventures of many of the elitists out there in Hollywood, politics, and etc. How they say they are for the black man and the black woman and Hispanics and people of color and what have you. But they live in white gated communities, don't really have black friends and have this elitist lifestyle. And President Trump is a multi-billionaire. Folks, he's a multi-billionaire. He's always been down with black people and black entertainers. They try to spin the narrative later that he was racist and is racist but I'll let you use your own discernment and tell me if this looks and sounds like a racist man. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the 45th president of the United States of America, Donald J. Trump. Thank you very much. Thank you. USA, 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 USA. 
Well, I want to thank you, Ollie. And I want to end with this. I think this was a nice thing that Silk said. And I want to give her the last word. She said a lot of nice things. President Trump said some things as well. We'll cover that in a future episode. But I think what she said here is really good and timely, given the false narrative of President Trump, the false narrative of racism, and the and and the uh, and all of the suffering that we are suffering now in this economy, because Joe Biden is in the Oval Office. This will be the final clip. Thanks for being here. I'll have more for you tomorrow. See, President Trump is not a racist. He's a realist. And the only color he sees is green. And he wants everybody to have some of it. Everybody. Thanks for joining us on Open Source News. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and turn on the notifications bell so you don't miss out on any real news.